On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if justice is best when it's young, dumb, and full of communication, if Moon Knight's favorite god buys Crocs to wear at the God Convention, also known as Conshoes Conshoes, and if Jordan Cruciola and Margot Carlson can convince us to listen to the new season of the whole movie podcast. All that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet that reviews every single live-action television show and sometimes cartoons when we're feeling nasty that are based on a comic book. Um, my name is Cassie, and I'll be your host for this episode. I have some friends helping me. One is Ryan. Well, I, I do have to ask you, Cassie, how yeah. is your body feeling? Last week, Mike and I did the show alone. Mm-hmm. Like true Because heroes. you guys were recovering from a wedding. Yeah. Are you still recovering? I still, like, I haven't stopped drinking since it, because so, I didn't want to feel the pain. I was like, I, I drank too much. So I've just, like, I'm not, I don't want to sound like an alcoholic, but I have been just pounding shots every, like, 10 minutes. And most people your age will mm. make a cocktail. Yes. You just do nonstop shots. Ryan, I don't know if you know this. I am from the Inland Empire. Oh, so what? <laughs> yeah. This is the first I'm hearing of this. <laughs> I was born ready to take shots every 10 minutes, okay? I don't even know what a cocktail is. They don't sell is liquor in loco? bottles <laughs> in, in the IE. They just sell little shot glasses with saran wrap on them, <laughs> ready for people to take them. They give you little, like, if you're feeling fancy, you put a little straw in it, and they're like, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm fancy. Oh, let me to- sip my shot. Uh, this, is sipping, this is sipping tequila all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I have never felt the pain. Caitlin, how are you doing? Wow, guys, I'm doing great. <laughs> good, yeah. I'm doing so good. Oh, yeah, that's what happens when you're married. Yeah. You just become old and yeah. boring. <laughs> you got it, Sonny. It's Grandma Caitlin now. <laughs> Caitlin, Ryan's on your lawn right now. Get off my lawn! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, that, uh, that wedding kicked the shit out of me. I have never been more beat up by that. Oh, yeah. I was literally beat up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did allow people to pay you to beat up, yeah. beat you up, so I think it was worth it, Which though. is everyone's dream, right? We yeah. don't need to go into detail, but yeah. the wedding invitation said, uh, let's get married Caitlyn style. And my goodness, was that <laughs> wedding Caitlyn style. Yeah. Um, I don't want to make everybody jealous, but it was a good time. Um, it did. You did have to cost, throw your body for this event. So yeah. uh, sacrifice the body, but it, it was worth it. It was for love. I lost a finger? Yeah. You didn't right. need it, though. No. Pinky? <laughs> get the fuck out of here, Pinky. Yeah, that was useless. a sacrifice in order to get in. That's weak business. Uh, you lost a lot more. Caitlin and her husband walked around uh, asking for money, mm, yeah. and I didn't have any, so I cut off a finger, and yep. I put it in the bag. And y- they, they kept that finger, yeah. Ryan. That's, that's going to... I've been hanging on the wall. I have a wall of fingers. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Wait, how many other people gave you fingers? It's surprising <laughs> how many people showed yeah. up with no money to yeah. a wedding. Yeah. Like, you're going Crazy. to a wedding. <laughs> Crazy. You got to know. 
But I mean, Mike did. He did actually die at that wedding, and I guess that's why he's not here. So um, R.I.P. to Mike. We'll pour out my sipping tequila for him. <laughs> and I want to say congratulations to all three of us because he died halfway through the wedding, but mm-hmm. we weekend at Bernie's him so hard for <laughs> the rest that nobody noticed till the next morning. They had no idea. Everybody was like, "Dude, Mike was so fun at that party. He was so full of life." And I was like, "You don't even know." Your Every cheering co- squeals is so good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Cassie was on like a. Uh, had the strings like a marionette. Mm-hmm. Um, every corpse is one pair of sunglasses away from everybody thinking that like they're totally fine. And I feel like people forget that. Like just hop off of the gas station, have those glasses ready any moment. Right. I want to say I am really proud of us, Ryan, because um, he did commit to doing a devil stick performance, and he had already passed at that time. So I just want <laughs> us to say, like, we fucking nailed okay. that. His body memory of <laughs> the devil sticks. No, man. this is bullshit, because Cassie put her arms through his arms and did all the devil stick work, and she's trying to get us to compliment her on I, her guys, devil stickiness. I, I just had a feeling he wasn't going to be able to perform, and I was like, this is my fucking time to shine, because he's been the one who's like, I know devil sticks, and I was like, this bitch don't even know the beginning of devil sticks. Cassie paid $40 for the book Devil Sticks for Dummies, and she read that cover to cover. Multiple times that changed my life. I'm a new person. And um, I just would like to say, I think I got as much money as Caitlin did off of tips for that mm. performance. Yeah. And you're going to donate that to Caitlin? Or a finger. For sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, guys, I would love to keep talking about this wedding, though. But we have important shows to talk about, like the main event when we're going to talk about Young Justice, which is going to come up right now. Stop sounding sarcastic. (laughs) On this week's episode of Young Justice Phantoms, and the first episode ever to get the main event on this show, a ragtag group of heroes, including Rocket, Old Man Flash, and Forager, head to Apocalypse to meet with the new gods, including Orion. Meanwhile, Lex is teaming up, training up Superboy in the Phantom Zone, and Darkseid is probably up to some terrible, horrible, no good, very bad shit. But Taste Buds, I ask you this. Was the first three minutes of this DC cartoon some of the most compelling drama dealing with what it's like to be the parent of an autistic child you have ever seen? I've... Have you seen multiple versions of that? In, in, like, movies and TV? Yeah. I have never seen anything. Like, I have... There's a part of my life that I don't like to talk about where it's not because of autistic kids, but that I uh, spent working with autistic kids and their parents. And I didn't know what I was in for when I turned on young justice phantoms, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't this Cassie. I didn't know this was coming. Yeah. I, um, this was the first episode for all, all three of us. So this was a, a, like, I wasn't ready. I like, I was trying to figure out because I saw it was a cartoon. I was like, is this going to be made for kids? And we opened up to that scene and I was like, no, what is this? Yeah. What, it, what are we into? <laughs> but honestly, I was like the whole time I was like, is this the show to do it? But honestly, <laughs> didn't do bad. I know. I like It was really <laughs> naturalistic and it was real. Yeah. I think it was real and I think they did it well. But the problem is I didn't see how it tied in really at I, all. No, like I think it we're going to have to build with it. Like, like I know, but this is episode 18 of the fourth season. Yeah. So we have to assume that Rocket and her family has been built up. Yeah. And they, she also has an autistic kid who right away was like, like there's serious things going on with this kid. And then uh, she takes him over to the dad's house and the dad, like there's no superheroing. He's just no, like, just hey, buddy, I put all your cards upside down. like Just like how you want them. Do you put them wheels up? Wheels, wheels up, wheels yeah. Up, of course. And yeah, but, and then I was like, "Is wh- who is the super? Because I didn't know any of them. I was like, who's the superhero right, here? I and didn't. then she was like, well, I'm going to be late, so I've got to go to space. I have to and go I to was work. like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> that, 
the dad works at like uh, I don't know, like, like a, a Best Buy, like yeah. a Geek Squad or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like he's the manager of a Best Buy. And he's like, well, I have to work too. We both have jobs. Okay, <laughs> we're both very busy. I know you're going to outer space um, in T minus ten minutes, apparently, but um, I I also have a computer to fix. So <laughs> I have to fix cyberspace. So. <laughs> Yeah, that was the most wild part. It was the whiplash of being like, wow, they're actually doing this and it's actually okay. And then to like, oh, now we're just in space. Now we're in the shit, I thought. Yeah. And look, like, we haven't watched this show. It's on HBO Max. It's DC. I thought it was going to be stupid. I'm mm. sorry, but I thought it was going to be fucking <laughs> stupid. And for this to be my introduction is yeah. this family dealing with this. I was caught off guard. And the fact that they're in, like, New York or something, like, as soon as she was like, I got to take the bus and, like, the, the exit was shut down, I was like, oh, no, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. And they did it all. And it was just all so, like, well done, surprisingly. Well, for a cartoon. And just her saying, like, uh, I'm so sorry. Um, I know that he just yelled at you, stranger, <laughs> that you stink. He's just very uh, sensitive to perfume. And the kid being like, no, she fucking stinks. <laughs> yeah. And then her saying, uh, you should teach your kid manners. Do not say that to a parent. Nah. Never say that to a parent. No. That's where I was like, yes, and we get to see a subway fight. Let's go, DC. <laughs> Thank you for this. This is a gift. But yeah, then we do cut to space. And this is honestly where it lost me more, specifically with um, Forager. Let me talk about... Wait, who? Forager. <laughs> Wait, which one? Forager. Huh. I, I hadn't heard Forager of him. Forager talking about Forager. <laughs> the noises that Forager makes... Um, were the hardest thing to get through for me. And, like, the the squishy one. He's got a squishy one of, like, before he talks sometimes, Mm -hmm. and I hate that noise. And then it was, like, they go to the land, and they're all foragers in this one Mm. mountain, and God, what a nightmare it was there. I'm forager. No, I am forager. (laughs) We are forager. So we have a Smurf situation where every word that you can switch out to be forager, they do. Yeah. Uh, And then leave it to Old Man Flash, who's like, they're all called forager, I don't understand these pronouns <laughs> yeah. anymore. As Old Man like, Flash, do you have to say that? Can't you just let them be them? Except it was for larvae. <laughs> We've got yeah. and larvae. Except for baby larvae. All these bugs talking to each other, having this peacekeeping moment, and then we cut to old white man Flash. <laughs> he's just like... He's I like, don't understand how this works. <laughs> I wish I was as fast as Barry Allen. Yeah. <laughs> this won't get confusing at all. And I was like, why are you here? Shut even the here? fuck up, Flash! <laughs> That would have been awesome if Forager, the most polite, <laughs> gentle bug who only says Forager, just turned around and be like, shut the fuck up, Flash. But yeah, so we do have, um, uh, since this is the first episode for all of us, we didn't know, like, do you know what's happening on this planet, like from comics or anything? Like, I know Supertown? very little about the New Gods. Okay. But I, I did understand that like they're going to Apocalypse. That means the New Gods. Um, and then there is this one. So there's a lot of New Gods. But there's this one fucking butthole bastard <laughs> named Orion. Uh, which, the dog of war. The dog of war. And somebody comments like, well, that's silly and probably mm-hmm. inaccurate until he fucking goes off at the end and is clearly the dog of war. And Orion's not a good name for a, a character. It's just what I like to hear often in my life. Great. I'm just so glad that we had that moment. You set me up for that, Cassie. I say, I literally didn't say shit, Ryan. You were on. You were talking about like comics and stuff. Wait, and hold on. Like, let me explain. Oh, Ryan. <laughs> Did, Thanks. Do you understand? Yeah. No. No. Now I get it. You know what? Now, Ryan, props. Great work on that one. <laughs> Good work, my friend. Um. <laughs> so we are in the middle. We have a bit of a peace deal going on with um Orion. And everybody's tense, right? Like all sides are like, 
who's gonna yeah. fuck shit up first yeah and they're like hey these are our guests like let them come on this mission with us and like the w- the one dude's like no i will literally freak the fuck out <laughs> <Yeah>. on them <laughs> like you don't understand if they mess with my vibe at all i will freak the fuck out <laughs> or if they put me in a bubble like specifically if you put me in a bubble i will freak the fuck out i have claustrophobia <laughs> Just a fun little fact about him. He does have claustrophobia. No, yeah. He doesn't have enough issues of being the epitome of uh, toxic masculinity. He also has claustrophobia. And then is also more addicted to his phone than anyone I've ever met. (laughs) Like, he needs his mother box just pinging in his face. So, like, his phone, it's like a bunch of... It's lines. It's lines on it. Yeah. Like, there's nothing... There's no games. There's nothing cool to look at. There's There's no snake on there. No real screen. It literally looks like a computer chip that he stares at in order to calm himself down. So, after he goes, like, and and rages out, it's like, I must look at my chip. Ping, ping, ping. And they all knew... It's like when you have a fussy baby that you're trying to take out to dinner for the first time and you got to bring the tablet. You got to have three tablets on deck for when it like right. starts to die. Like they shove it right in the face to calm him down. Like that was him. He's just this little baby. Wait, I'm sorry, Cassie. Are you saying that uh, 25-year-old white toxic masculine dudes are just little babies? <laughs> right. Is that what you're saying? Right. I just I left the pieces out there. People are connecting it however they want. Art can be interpreted however. But yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so we do have that going on. And in between, we also cut to the Phantom Zone because we have another storyline happening here, I guess. Now, this is the part where I was good. I was following. And then at this point, I'm like, Lex is running Superboy through like Oops. Olympic Just, like trials. Or like I thought it was like a brainwash thing until he got it right of like who he's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, this is like cult leading, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. But I was very confused as to, it took me a while to realize it was Phantom Zone and what all was happening up there. Phantom Sickness, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is what he is fighting, I guess, or dealing with now. Wait, hold on. Young Justice what? Phantoms. Um, ah! In the zone. <laughs> Danny Phantom also as well. He's there. Did you watch Danny Phantom? No, Did I didn't. Talk about Danny Phantom? I didn't grow up going through puberty jerking off <laughs> to Phantom. Danny Phantom. <laughs> He was, he, he was pretty cool with his little white hair. Yeah, no. I've heard people talk about Danny Phantom before. Danny Phantom. Pretty cool dude. I do want to talk about this Phantom Zone, though, because Caitlin, um, comparing it to Smallville, personally, yeah. mm-hmm. I think this one's better. Really? Then the the Phantom Zone in Smallville is just um, a gray screen, essentially. Ah! It, I mean, it's it's like a... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it hurt me. <laughs> and I screamed. Uh... I feel like the Phantom Zone in Smallville is a is a, like a wasteland, and it's just like a never ending wasteland. This is like it's just a filter on a screen, like Twilight. Yeah, I, which is yeah. why. Are you trying to amp her up? Are you trying to get her to go to one hundred ten percent right now? Give me one hundred and ten in this segment. I only give you sixty. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I liked all the colors in this one. And this one was different because there was colors. Also, in this Phantom Zone, for some reason, we get like see through like uh, old like dead Jedi like filter on yeah. on Superboy. Yeah. And I love the thing like when you have that law and order like yeah. and then it tells you like the time and place and the date of mm-hmm. when things happen. I don't pay attention. I don't give a fuck. But when we went to the Phantom Zone, it finally showed it and it was dot 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 dot. Like there is no time. No time. There is yeah. And that's that's kind of creepy and cool. Yeah, it, it did give it a good like mic drop moment. They were like, "Hey, because uh, the whole time I was like, why do they keep showing me times? Like, is this a twenty four hour thing? Right. Like, why am I getting these times?" And then Phantom Zone was like, "No time." And I was like, "Pretty cool, pretty good." And then the other yeah. fucking fucked up thing was, so on a different part of Apocalypse, right where the new gods are, there's this bar 
And <laughs> there's this girl, or there's this dude who's like, uh, hey, fuck the authority. And this girl's like, uh, are you serious? Because I'm kind of into that. Mm. And then they walk out, and the guy's like, ha ha, caught you. You're a villain. Another thing they dealt with better than I thought they would have is like taking advantage of the, like the lower class and stuff, people yeah. who don't know. And I was like, okay, yes. And now because you were interested in overthrowing the government, this entrapment, now you are going to jail now. You're mm. going to die. Because he straight up was like, we have more numbers than them. And she was more just like, I don't understand math. Teach me how right. this works. Yeah. And I, he just, was like, I have some questions. Yeah. That's it. And then that's all it took. And then this dude was like, nah, now you're getting promoted. And I was like, okay, okay, we're working with something here. And that character's name, Cassie, was? Oh, I don't know. There was like seven pauses and eight, uh, like, apostrophes in the name. Yeah. Our arc or something like that. Malakify. They that said it. I tried to write it down, to be honest, and I was like, uh-uh. Nope. That, you set a high goal with that one to be able oh, to write that one down. Oh, no, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. <laughs> Are we being racist towards aliens right now? <laughs> we might be. I'm, yeah. so, uh, I'm so sorry. I do want to talk about my favorite character who was in that bar scene, though, and that is the bartender who is still somehow with like a Boston accent as yes. a bartender in this in, in Apocalypse is Apocalypse, which is like three solar systems away. And he's like, hey, <laughs> get your fucking beer and fucking drink it and then get the fuck out of my fucking alien bar. <laughs> so you either drink the fucking beer here, you get the fuck out. And I was like, what? The fucking Celtics are about to play on the fucking television. You got to get out of the fucking bar. If anybody asks me, you touch this fucking remote, just know it's not going to happen. <laughs> if you're not going to fucking Dunkin' Donuts right now. To get us all some fucking coffees, then you can get out of my fucking alien bar. <laughs> and if you ask me for a seltzer, I swear to God, just swear to God, you're getting right out of here. Of course I love Ben Affleck, and I fucking love Matt Damon, but get out of my fucking bar. Um, a beautiful character. I wish he was in more episodes. <laughs> um, but what oh, if he's the, he should be the star of the show? Let's he just really should be. Young Phantom, colon, Space Boston Bartender. <laughs> I think we can make the offshoot for Young it. Young Phantom. It, <laughs> Young Phantom. <laughs> Colon Justice? Question mark? Um, but overall, like, I don't know, because we did jump in the middle. Like, I w- could just be surprised by w- everything they are handling. I'm a little lost, but I, I think they handle big topics better than I would have thought. And I think if I was following it, the storyline would be intriguing. Uh, I agree, but I also want to bring up, like... We went through all those Hulu Marvel shows. Yeah. Of like Modoc and Hip Monkey and yeah. all these things. And like all, all the like the Rick and Morty, like everything has to look crazy. This is just Extaz. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. it's very simple drawing and it's very like the the animation is not the key. The character drama is the key and it fucked me up. Yeah. It gave me huge Extaz vibes. Mm-hmm. I watched this and I was like, this is like our the times X has, but like, like new. I don't know. And I think it's because of how they jump around. Like, because if yeah. we were just going back and forth with strong X times vibes, they were like, mm-hmm. fucking keep up or move on. Right. <laughs> no, like, I don't care if you're eight years old. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here then <laughs> if, you, if you don't know what's going on. And then, like, the whole uh, four minute long autistic kid drama in the beginning. Like, yeah. that's. That's Extaz. And like mm-hmm. Rick and Morty or Modoc or Hitmonkey, they're not doing that shit. Yeah. Uh, it definitely, it surprised me. Um, 
Is anybody going to try to hop on this or watch maybe a couple episodes? I'm going to do it. You're going to do it? I think I'm going to do it. I really yeah. had a good... I can't believe how good it was. I can't believe how well made it was. Did you guys watch through the end credits? I did when they just started listing. Like, I, w- I was kind of in and out, but I did hear them list like, oh, Peacemaker would be a good yeah. recruitment yeah. in all this. There's two people, Superman and somebody, and they're looking at a screen. We don't see them talk. Mm-hmm. And it's just a voiceover of like, uh, these are the people we want for the Justice League. Here's why this person would be good. And it's just like C-SPAN mm-hmm. of them talking about superheroes. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, they're basically <laughs> recording a podcast about superheroes. Mm-hmm. God, what a good idea that would be. <laughs> um. <laughs> you would make so much money. <laughs> you guys would be so rich if they did that. Uh, one thing I want to point out before we get out of here is that, uh, do you guys know Orion, the new god no. from comic books or anything? Absolutely not. But I was trying to figure out who his daddy is. Whose daddy? His daddy is probably Dark Side, but <laughs> in this show they call his daddy like, uh, and here is John, the Inheritor. If your superpower is inheriting things, <laughs> you're just another fucking rich white yeah. bitch. Like that's not a power. Uh, but in the comic, in in this show, he has like this little scooter that he goes around mm-hmm. and he stands on. Uh-huh. In the comic books, it's a lot shorter and he has to squat. And <laughs> he looks like he's always about to take a space dump. <laughs> And in, they ch- they fixed it for this cartoon. That's a bummer, and I do need to look up the original. <laughs> I love. Okay, do you, you remember those scooters, the razor scooters that had two feet that you'd like kind of scoot around on? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That's what it just reminded me of. I was like, <laughs> oh, he's just a cool kid over here with his cool two feet scooter. He inherited it. He inherited it, and he has claustrophobia that he inherited it from his father too. The inheritor is the most fucking that's point on. Like that's how people work. Uh, and in conclusion, guys, forager, forager. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right that's all the time we have to talk about young justice but ryan i heard you talk about a website and i think you need to share this idea with everybody well cassie i have created forager.com mm-hmm. and this is a website where you go to and you put words in it and they will say no don't use that word use the word forager <laughs> instead <laughs> and like- it will print a receipt from your computer that says forager and what if I need it to do, like, like I need to print a receipt to, like, turn in for reimbursement. Right. And, I, like, so I'm going to go to this website. Every time you uh, say the word, you get five cents back. Forager. <laughs> oh, forager. <laughs> five <laughs> full cents. Um, this is a great idea, Ryan. Cassie, I love it's Forager. It's undeniably great idea. I would say, like, this needs to, this needs to happen. band? Is it Forager? <laughs> <laughs> it's Forager. Forager? Is that what, can we just like have it when you log on? Does it just say Forager 2? Like, no, it says Forager 1. We have not, we don't have the equipment to do Forager 2. I hate myself and I'm angry right now. So I'm going to direct you to CyrusFrout.net because they can be your friend. Okay. They're going to help you with your website like a good friend would. And also like maybe call them up and talk to them sometimes. There maybe you could talk to them. Do you want us to call you more often? I don't want, I want Caitlin, less conversation with you. Oh, okay. We have to start calling Cassie on I, the phone. I Do you want, want me to like page you or like. Call me, beat me. If you want to reach me. Reach out to cybersprout.net to deal with your fucking bullshit, okay? Because they offer premium hosting that's specifically built for WordPress and all you guys' dumb website ideas. They also handle security maintenance and backup and speed optimization because you guys can't do that because you're dumb dumps. <laughs> they also work hand in hand with you. Whatever dumb idea, they're going to do it. They focus on collaboration. It's easy to manage. They have easy to edit fields, but you guys shouldn't do that. Give it over to cybersprout.net, your friends for a digital world. Next up, it's the pull list. <laughs> Why are you crying? <laughs>
We are back for the poll list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is Riverdale. This week's episode of Riverdale after six. It's a secret. It's a secret to use. I can't tell you what happened to Riverdale. After suspecting that Percival Perkins is about to have a big play, Archie, Betty, and Jughead warn their friends about his potential threat to the town. Meanwhile, after a drive-by shooting at Pops, Percival convinces the town to remove Tony from the town council and announces his plan to get rid of town gangs. Taste buds, I ask you this. What gang would you take first? Like, take out first? ghoulies for sure the yeah. ghoulies gotta go i am all down for what is i was gonna say snake bite they're not snake bite the serpents serpents yeah. the snake bites isn't bad i just can't imagine being a group of thugs just being like we're the badass most fucking tough people ghoulies you guys think ghoulies, ghoulies is a good name yeah let's do that we're like kind of spooky we could be like a ghoulie <laughs> and they like the first time i heard it i was like yeah the drug is jingle jangle the ghoulies push it like yep. for sure let's go for it when i was a kid um all the horror movies i watched i didn't watch i just walked through like video stores and just saw the cover mm. and that was enough and for ghoulies they were always popping out of a toilet and th- is that not the <laughs> scariest place you could pop out of that's why I still have a fear of public restrooms is because, like, I feel like that's where the little ghoulies are going to pop out at. Snakes like, I trust my... It ruined you? Fucking snakes in a plane. What if this gang took after that and they would only pop out of toilets and <laughs> kill the serpents? <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's let's stop that toilet gang. <laughs> they specifically were like, we're going to go after the kids with anxiety who feared uh, no. us popping out of the toilets. <laughs> I hate pooping at, in public places. I hate pooping at school. I'm going to do it this one time. Oh, my God. A ghoulie <laughs> came out and ghoulie. stabbed yeah, me in the butt. He got, uh, got my butt. Ghoulie got my butt. Caitlin, I'm going to need your yearbook quote for this yearbook. Uh, ghoulie got my butt. Is that? Oh. Okay. That's what we're going to go with. <laughs> oh, ghoulie got my butt. Uh, Riverdale Sundays on the CW. Our next show is The Flash. Uh, the team is working to save a serial killer known as the Black Flame, who turns out to be someone they know by the name of Ronnie. After Caitlin saves Ronnie slash, slash Black Storm, this dude is like, uh, thanks, y'all, we're done for that because I'm actually Death Storm and you just made me hella strong. Um, as if that wasn't wild enough, no, though, the writers also decided that Iris needed to literally disappear. Taste what I ask you. When Mike tries to come back, should we make him disappear or hand him over to a serial killer? Ooh. Either way. Either one good? I mean, that's the same thing, right? Yeah, like, we we could, like, that is how he disappears. Like, I hand him over, I'm like, make him disappear. And it's up to the professional serial killer to decide how to take him out. And the serial killer just kills a bunch of cereal boxes in front of Mike, and that's how he disappears, right? That would make him so sad. I know, and he, and he would, would literally disappear. I have a really interesting question for you two. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys had the week off last week because yeah. of mm-hmm. a wedding recovery. Yeah. So you listened to the episode, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Mike and I talked about putting the flash on the walking dead list yeah and i it like you guys like i i'm with you like we're i don't know if i was too harsh on the walking dead compared to this shit like (laughs) i I started to question like i almost had to go back and dip my toes in the walking dead to be like i'm sorry baby was i too harsh to you and i don't i want i'm just you know what some shows just we don't need to watch and i'm gonna say both both sees we decided that the Walking Dead list is so special. It only includes The Walking Dead. So, And The Flash is almost done. We'll so. just power through? Yeah. <sighs> we're so brave. Um, fucking ev- sucks, though. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows uh, we're the bravest souls out there. The Flash is Wednesdays on the CW. If you want to watch it, you shouldn't. Next up is The Walking Dead. 
on the 16th episode of season 11 of The Walking Dead, in case you were curious, uh, Maggie prepares to defend the hilltop and the people of Riverbend against Hornsby. But Hornsby hires Leah to kill her. Taste buds, I ask you this. What would you put on a hilltop that pe- would keep people trying to steal it? Apple tree. Apple tree? Yeah. Everyone watching their apple tree? Wait, keep people from stealing it or they would want to steal it? Uh... Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> an apple tree. Like, th- I would go up for an apple tree. Because, like, if the apples look like apple picking, one, fun. Also, if the apple looks good, like a Fuji apple up there, I'm going to go get them. I'm going to get those apples. Does it have to be a Fuji apple? What yeah, what if it's, what if it's a gala? Or gala I f- like, fucking fuck galas. If it's a Granny Smith, get it right the fuck out of my I face. I agree with that. That's, that's, fu- that's a gross ass apple. That's how you keep people off a mountaintop. <laughs> I think Granny Smiths are good. Oh. You're <gasps> a fucking monster. <laughs> oh. I call them green deliciouses. <laughs> Well, you're a monster. The Walking Dead is Sundays on AMC. Our next show is Moon Knight. On the third episode of Moon Knight, Mark's got the body, but Steven's using every mirror to take it back. Meanwhile, Conchu's in some hot water after being after being turning back the sky, and he's been imprisoned by the gods. <laughs> <laughs> it was something about being imprisoned by the gods. Did, was... did fucking, what's his name, Forager write the sentence? <laughs> I am Forager. Oh, Forager. <laughs> you silly Forager. Um, he, Forger's got a question though, and he wants to know: Compared to Eternals, how do you think Moon Knight is handling gods and the mystical themes that surround them? That's a really good question because I would say that this was a pretty good episode because of fucking punching and stabbing <laughs> and uh, you know Oscar Isaac and Oscar Isaac, <laughs> who is very handsome. But um, the god stuff feels like school still. Yeah, I feel like it's like a step up from Eternals, but also it's like I. You're teaching me something right now, and I want to. I want to watch punchies. I, I, I want to watch punchies. Uh, there's a part at the end of Eternals where Cersei flies up to talk to that like giant building god, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hold on, here's our entire history," and then lectures for thirty minutes. Yeah, this isn't that bad. I love Khonshu. I think he's a fucking baller. I think he's like he's that punk kid in the back of God class who's just like throwing spitballs and shit. Yeah. Um. But when we're at the, like the God Council, I'm like, oh, right, get on with this. Is this Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace? Like, who gives a shit about all of this business? Some may say that it was a good movie. Mm. Um. <laughs> I've never met anybody like that. We're, we're really coming after Caitlin's Ooh. whole thing in this episode. Twilight. <laughs> Smallville. And now... The Phantom Menace? Mm, we're going to take it all from you. Uh, no, but I, I agree completely. We walked into that room and Steven was freaking out about like all of the history that's behind this room that they're walking in where the gods are all. And I thought that was cool. I liked Steven, the reflection of Steven being like <gasps> nerding out. That was that was fun to me. It got less fun when the other gods got there and their avatars and they were just straight up flat and boring. Yeah. Like, which I get it. That's what they were trying to say. Like, oh, Conchu's cool. He's a cool one. He is, gods yeah. Are like, they're like, all by the books. Conchu's the god that your parents try to keep you away from. Yeah. Like, he rides a motorcycle and he smokes cigarettes and you can't hang out with them. But the the rest of them are nerds. The one I did like was um, when Mark, Mark walks into the god convention. The, uh, I think that's the one where uh, Conchu bought crocs and <laughs> then wore them and that mm-hmm. was conscious conscious <laughs> um there's like the uh god of art and like kissing mm-hmm. and they're very flirty with each other and watching oscar isaac and a hot chick flirt with each other i'm always gonna be down with that caitlin <laughs> like that's that is something i will always be able to watch yeah. but then after that it's just a bunch of people being like and they, for some reason everyone always has british accents mm-hmm. like when they get serious they're like no 
I will control you and move on. I want to get to summon the suit and beat the shit out of people. How do you feel Oscar Isaac doing like his con like being controlled by Conchu and having to talk as Conchu? I Man. Like, cause he looked like a fucking talking puppet. Like, yeah. someone put a fucking hand up this guy's ass and like started talking. <laughs> He's like, ah. We are really putting him through the ringer because he is yeah. probably uh, our best actor, our best like top yeah. five best living actors. And at one point, he goes from Mark to Stephen. Yeah. In one second, and then all all of a sudden, he's like, "Hello, where is your chimney so I can clean it there, <laughs> Governor?" And then has Conchu take over, and then you can see Oscar Isaac like doing like. Oh no, what's happening? Oh, I am Conchu. Like, he's working for this. Yeah. Oof. He's earning his paycheck every he single week. He definitely is. And then Ethan Hawke just gets to walk in with like a cane and be like, hey, what's up, everyone? Do you like Ethan Hawke as a, as a villain? I are do. You liking it? I do because he's are not. You liking it? <laughs> How are, are you, you acting like Ethan Hawke right now? If you were to balance it out, which way would it go? <laughs> Bad or good? I do because he's not. At no point is he doing that like <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. He's always cool and calm, and he walks in at the end, and he's like, "Um, you guys should talk to this person because he has serious mental issues." Mm-hmm. And the gods are like, "Wait, does he? All right, fuck him then. Get yeah. him out of here." And then Ethan Hawke. Secretly, silently does that <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. I like Ethan Hawke in this. I like them both. I think they're killing it. I feel like Ethan Hawke falls short for me. And really? like I get, I like where they're going with like the writing and the character. Like I get it. It's believable. So I like that part of it. But I, just, I don't know why. Maybe it's because he's not like, he's not purple like Thanos or something. But <laughs> it's no Where bullshit. is my purple? He's not like, he's not threatening to me. In enough because he's maybe, old feeble maybe man. because they haven't like built it up enough I'm sure I'll get to the point where I'm like oh fuck this guy like mm. but, but right, right now, now he's just got like weak knees and a cane he yeah right now he seems knees. like like a like a a cult leader mm. and cult lead- leaders usually you know are starved and and like skinny and you don't know why people follow them <laughs> I think that's why it's working is because <laughs> our last or two Marvel shows ago we had um Kang mm-hmm. at the end of Loki yeah and oh, yeah. he was very <laughs> yeah, villainy. Uh, and then this is perfect. But I do want to talk so much about May Kalamaway, Kalamui, who is playing Layla. Layla. And Layla was sort of in the background for the first two episodes, and this is where she has come to shine. I and love Layla. Dude, <sighs> she is now the heart and soul of the show. Mm-hmm. I Every scene that Layla is in, I'm like, this is my scene. Where they have their... Because they're getting a divorce. Mark filed for a divorce. And... She's like, we don't have to divorce. I still love you. Like, why are you doing this? But she also doesn't know who Mark is. And like that whole play on like, they still love each other. And you can see like them leaning in more and like mm-hmm. in everything. But also when, uh, who's the other guy? Steven? Steven comes out. She loves Steven. She loves Steven though. She loves Steven. <laughs> and, and isn't like, this the, this is the problem with all fucking hetero girls is they're like, man, it's either they're a fucking violent brute or a british nerd that's all guys <laughs> like two. and steven is infatuated with her every time he looks at her he like uh he's he not like, the only one caitlin <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, well, who wouldn't be i gotta say uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, pretty she's yeah. a pretty one but so now the, but now she has stuff to do and now she's an action hero as well yeah and uh she's badass on top of all the of person that. she kept reminding me of is i know this came out when you got before you guys were born but rachel vice from the mummy Oh, I love that. Uh, who was like gave 
was just as much Indiana Jones as Brendan Fraser was from The Mummy. Yeah. And now I feel like she's there too. Yeah, she's definitely bad. Because, I mean, she helps. She's like, bring Steven out. We need Steven. She, like, helps Mark, like, see that he needs to use both parts of him. And, and she also accepts him for both sides, even though she didn't know he had a second side to him at all. Yeah, but now like, she's accepting of it. Yeah. And she has that, uh, she has those lips and that curly hair. And. <laughs> Ryan, I don't think it's, it's going to happen for you. What are you so talking sorry. about? I'm so sorry to break this to you. I don't, I don't think No, it's I'm just happen. watching a TV show and talking about it, of Cassie. Course, of course you are. Um, I, I'll move on to moments of the week. Caitlin, what do you get? There is a moment where we go to this rich guy's island, played by uh, the actor from Hannibal, who recently passed away. Whoa, so, that guy's dead? Yeah. Yeah, he passed away in a ski accident, like, right before the show started. Whoa. What? Yeah, so that that was why this, at the end, if you saw In Memoriam of... Yeah, I saw that, but I thought it was, like, some cameraman or something. No, it was that Hannibal actor that, um, I'm sorry, I don't know his name, Uriel, I believe. Uriel something. Uh, I think I looked up the wrong one, because I got Mads McKillson. Is it Gaspard Uliel? Yes, Gaspard Uliel. Uh, so he passed away in a ski accident right before Moon Knight. So this was his one and only episode. And, and he was he was a rich guy on the island that had the sarcophagus that they were all looking for. Um, so and sorry to interrupt, but does that douchebag thing up? Like I'm in love with Layla. Yes. So it just makes eye contact with her and like will barely shake. And she's like, Oscar "This is my Isaac. husband." Yeah. <laughs> but like, will barely shake his hand, motherfucker. And not to speak ill of the dead, but that guy is Oscar Isaac. So show some fucking yeah. respect. Well, it's Oscar Isaac. It's Oscar Isaac. He does a cool thing where he's okay. This whole moment on this like island, this rich dude's island, I loved. I was eating up every bit of it. Like from the moment when they got there, there's you see people getting speared at the end with like javelins. Like oh man, Moon Knight gets off. Moon Knight gets fucking five spears in yeah. him. Five fucking spears. He gets he's like a fucking shiitake mustard. <laughs> That's not what gets speared. I don't know what whatever's on a kebab. Uh, those kebabs. <laughs> he was a big old kebab. Uh, so that my moment of the week is just everything that happened on the island. Kebab, kebab style. Time. Kebab time. <laughs> and also there was the moon cape. We got to see the moon cape for the first time. Did you did you see the moon cape? I right? did. Huh? So Kesey he jumps like off it? a little ledge <laughs> and real quick his cape is like moon. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's good. There was a lot, of, a lot of moons in this Moon Knight episode. And I was like, I, I appreciate you, moons. <laughs> These are good moons. The moons over my hand, he came up next to Denny's. <laughs> and then also he kept pulling his pants down, showing his butt. <laughs> moon. He moon Knight. Knight. <laughs> He's got a cheeky side. <laughs> Ryan, uh, what's your mom of the week? Cassie, I know, uh, I hope that you watch this episode. This was really good. Mm, and yeah. it was violent and in a way that yeah. most Marvel stuff is not. Like, most Marvel stuff is like... Uh, will knock you out, like will stun you. Yeah. But Moon Knight killed some motherfuckers. He and does it, like a murder? Oh, so many murders. <laughs> and at one point, uh, there's like four people running away from Layla. And so she pulls out a gun and just shoots them all in the back. There we go. And that's yeah. Moon Knight. Yeah. She fucking handles it. But what I'm about to tell you is going to make you not want to watch this episode. And I, I hope you do. Okay. Um, They are trying to figure out where something is based on stars. Yeah. Um, but it's the stars of the past, not the current stars. Mm -hmm. So stars move, apparently. Mm -hmm. And then Kanchu is like, I remember that night. And so he makes the stars go back to where they were. Yeah. And we watch all of the stars move. Caitlin, was this stupid or was it amazing? Wow, I think this was like in the opening paragraph. I think it was a big part. I thought it was really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my moment of the week. Oh, okay. 
Okay, I thought I was like, this is this is dumb, <laughs> but I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> As a person who has a little nightlight that projects stars up on there, like they're moving across, fucking love that shit. Cassie, I'm gonna watch that shit. <laughs> honestly, you would love this part. I would. Um, they they pulled it like it was a MacBook Pro and they like a touch screen yeah. and they like pulled the sky. That's uh, fucking this is rad. My <laughs> I just to to. <laughs> Have a show with Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke and then see even more stars than that. <laughs> Just amazing. Well, we have to end on that note, guys. That was all the shows for the pull list this week, which means it's now time for X-Taz. <laughs> Welcome to X-Tasmania, bitch. A mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men, the animated series. Our episode begins just like it ends with Bishop and some future X-Men battling Nimrod. Ryan. Don't. It wasn't Caitlin. What, why are you calling her that? Ca- calling Caitlin Nimrod? Nimrod, yeah. <laughs> She's a fucking Nimrod. She's a little Nimrod. It's fine. It's all fun, right, Caitlin? <laughs> She's having fun. She's having a great time. Why is she crying? It's fine. Uh, you can cry for a little bit in this segment. while <laughs> This is big grown-up X-Men time talk. <laughs> 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 Let the grown-ups talk about this cartoon, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Tonight, my day, and listeners will f- figure this out later, but my day has been spent uh, talking to Caitlin about Young Justice, mm. X-Men, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret <laughs> of the Ooze. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am a fucking child. This is <laughs> important adult things, okay? Uh, taxes are coming up. We've already <laughs> filed, and now it's time to talk Have about our cartoons. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Okay. <laughs> Did you realize that uh, the intro is the outro? Um, no. Because I had to watch the intro again. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was not paying attention right now. Oh, I kind of did. Because I, I kind of did, but I, then I forgot. So I'm yeah. not, I'm a, I'm a dumb idiot as well. But yeah, they did, because it is a time travel one. So they were like, hey, let's just start right back where we are and connect these dots for everybody. At what point, Cassie, and I know we're going to go through this beat by beat, but at what point were you like, oh, I know what's going on in this episode? Never. Yeah. Not, <laughs> no, like not a single 22 time. 22 minutes of me being like, what the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck? The whole time, like, I'm always lost with X-Men, but, like, you just sit down and you're like, I am open to this experience. And this one, I was like, I do <laughs> I'm need to let it wash over <laughs> me. <laughs> Whatever you have for me, X-Men, I accept. And this one, I was like, I would like a little, like, a, a little anchor. Something to hold on to. Like, at one point, was there a uh, Cyclops that was an angel that was wearing brown? Okay, the amount of people they threw at us and i was like these aren't even people yeah. at this point this isn't this ain't real shit that you're giving me right now okay but yes <laughs> when it opens up we do have it's like in the past and we see charles um in his college days and we're like whoa what's Where happening he is still 60 years old still 60 years old but his walking is the only difference oh, how right, you know. that's true. he does have he's not in a full suit he's in a, like a little cardigan thing or mm-hmm. like a little sweater and then that's how you know it's the pastimes and um, at this point, we then also cut to, like, we have the time force. And this is where any graphs you had of what was happening, as soon as the time force comes in, they're like, fuck you guys, we're in a journey. But also, like, that's the cartoon's fault, but it's also our fault. Because when the time force comes in, both me and you were like, I'm out. I don't care. Like, <laughs> you know what, cartoon, do your thing, but I'm I'm not going to give a fuck for 20 minutes straight. I saw Bishop, and I was like, fuck, I don't, oh, know, I don't know where we lost, left this guy. Like, I was like, my boy, when he comes in, he's yeah. straight up, like, giving me the middle finger. He's like, fuck you. You won't know what's happening, specifically Cassie. And I'm like, all right, Bishop, cool. I love our time together. But um, so he comes in and then we cut to a future, but it's not the right. It's not time 
forces correct future. It's oh, the I wrong love future. I love this. This is so fun. It's the wrong future, you guys, but it's also so right because of the fucking outfits that happen here. We see Wolverine and Storm, and they fucking look rad as hell. And they're married. They, big spoiler, married. Big, big <laughs> change. They're like, all of a sudden, like, we cut to, like, a chill time, and, like, Storm is, like, hitting on Wolverine as he's eating an apple in a tree. Uh, No. Eating two apples. He is in a tree <laughs> with an apple in each hand. And I know that he's an adept tree climber or whatever, but he's sitting in an apple tree having two apples. Two. What is the most amount of apples you've ever had? Like, the body can't consume two apples unless it's in pie form, probably. Also, I've... these are both red delicious. Yeah, no Granny Smiths. Yeah, no, I know that. But there's no fucking... What's the one that you like, Java? Gala, did I say? Oh, no, Fuji? Oh, no, you like Fuji. I like the Fuji apples, and he didn't have those, so he, fuck those apples. Those are all Wolverines. Um, but yes, then we get in a big old fight. They cut to like a whole battle scene where it's like a very futuristic battle. Hey, audience, do you want to watch a war where you don't know any of the people, and you have <laughs> no stakes, and you do not know what's going on at all? By the way, this is going to last 12 minutes. Oh. I think that's what, like, we spent so much time on this battle for it to have no purpose. Like, it was just to be like, they wanted to draw little robots that could fight and, like, a whole bunch of random people. And, and we like, know it's not going to have any purpose because we're told that the future doesn't matter, right? This like, is we, not the right future. We, we don't want this. We redoing it. Mm-hmm. So watch this for 10 minutes. <laughs> I was like, things move so fast in X-Men. And I was like, this has to serve a purpose because we are still in this battle. Uh, I think it did serve a purpose. And it was to have Mecha Beast, a beast that has so many accoutrements. Like mm. he has goggles and then goggles on top of that. <laughs> and then laser guns that come out of his feet. I loved Mecha Beast. Yeah, he was very good. Also, there was a robot like on him that somehow controlled and sh- shot them from the little feetsies or something. I was so lost about the mechanics of this this beast. But um... also, there were spaceships that launched land crabs, which, as far <laughs> oh. as I know, um, <laughs> most crabs are on land. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But no, they were robots that sort of look like crabs. Yeah. Which you know, future times. Yeah. What else are we gonna? What else are we gonna use to fight besides crabs? Um, Let's build a fucking shitload of robot crabs. <laughs> That's how we win the war. <laughs> also, who were they fighting? No idea. No idea. All we know is that the X Men don't exist. Um, they're led by Magneto. They're just some group of I don't know, some army led by Magneto. And at this point, we have Storm gets hurt. And Wolverine's like, I would fucking die for you. If you die, I die. Super dramatic shit. And that's when... I call it romantic. Dramatic. And that's when the Time Force is like, hey, what's up? We're here. This is all wrong. Come with us uh, so we can make it right, essentially. And like to show them the right future, I guess, they give them like a little time lapse of like Charles Xavier. And they're like, look at how important this bald dude is. We need to save this bald dude. And um, what Wolverine gets from this flashback is like, hey, if we go to that future, me and Storm aren't together. He was in that flash for like two seconds. (laughs) And he was like, I know we're not together in that future. Fuck that future. And also, Wolverine, you're in love with nine different women at all times. So many women in yourself at the same time. And yourself, really. (laughs) And Canada, of course. (laughs) You have so many loves. That motherfucker loves Canada. so wild but yeah so they eventually convince him to like go back well storm convinces him to go back and get this right future and save bald dude and this is after bishop says 
this Wolverine is as dense as the other one. Yeah. Which, right to Wolverine's <laughs> face, that is a dangerous thing to say. Yeah, like Wolverine had already tried to like murder him a couple times, uh-huh. and he's like, straight up, always fuck Wolverine, no matter what time zone. Bishop just rolls his eyes. He's like, oh, Wolverine, still <laughs> trying to kill me. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> this guy. Um, so then we cut to another, they go back in time to um, preppy Charles Xavier walking around in his cardigan. And um, that's when we see he's just a nerd-ass Xavier on campus, like, talking to his professors. Oh, my God. There's a moment where nerd-ass, and he's probably 60 in college. <laughs> yeah, 60 in college, So sure. he was born in, like, the 1810s, I'm going to say. <laughs> um, he and his professor say something at the same time, and they both laugh about it, mm. and fucking fuck both those nerds. Yeah, instantly. Like, I'm not a jock bully, but I wanted to beat the shit out of them. That's <laughs> what I was like, at this point, so many bullies would have, like, that's a siren call. He would have like, been murdered. He would have, he would not have made it off that campus. Like, somebody else was coming to murder them besides the people that were, and it was the jocks. Um, but they do all meet up at this, the most random scene of this is they all meet up at this little, like, coffee shop to go over the future, the correct future, and how they need to save him. And um, at that point, they run into the the owner or the barista of this coffee shop who i'm gonna say is a boston bartender no like <laughs> honestly he's a hillbilly like the he is beefiest. in uh overalls with no shirt and he's running a college coffee shop and he's like <laughs> get the fuck out of my shop he's like shirtless in a denim apron and he's like get these fucking mutants out of here while he serves them like daintily serves them coffee he points at storm and he's like i hate that woman mm. and they're like because she's a mutant and he's like yeah, that's <laughs> so, why I hate her. Yeah, that's it. And that's then, the ticket. And then this barista has a mob. Like, he just calls out his mobbies from the back and is like, get them the fuck out of here. And, like, this is the most wild scene out of everything that happened. I was like, I don't know what you're doing here. I'm going to fucking daintily put five coffees in front of you <laughs> and then kick your mutant black asses out of here. <laughs> you need it right out of here. Like, why would he get this coffee shop out of college? Like, That's what he was like. I already don't like serving the college kids, and I was like, "Why? Why are you fucking here?" Then this seems like a bad job for you. Bro. This you don't want this then. Um, but yeah, so after they get kicked out of there, we go back to the campus and that's when we find Nimrod as Xavier. And, um, I don't know. Then we just get a battle between all of them trying to get to the right time zone. Um, we get a flashback of Fitzroy in uh-huh. a sidekick making the deal to like go kill Xavier. And this made total sense to you like it did to me. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh-huh. I was like, I remember Fitzroy in this. I remember the scene you're showing us. I was like, I can't believe how much sense this makes to me. Like, oh. <laughs> I've never seen anything that makes more sense to me than this scene right here. They gave us so much of the scene of like the whole deal, like signing the contract, uh-huh. everything, like the making of the tiny little men. I forgot all their names, but uh-huh. I was like, well, I definitely know all of this background. Uh, there was a little guy named Bantam mm-hmm. who would scream about what they were doing. And they would be like, shut up, Bantam. And it was like, oh, of course, because uh, we've spent so many episodes with these characters. We love them and we know what's going on mm-hmm. right now. We like This makes total sense. They were just like, here's Fitzroy. He never wears a shirt and has this haircut. You know that. And I was like, fuck, I don't know this, but okay, thanks, show. Do you remember that episode where he shaved this part of his head but uh, got a big green mohawk? <laughs> of course. It's he, one of our favorite episodes. Classic, classic X-Men. <laughs> yeah. um, but then, Ryan, this is where X-Men brought me back. This one was a wild episode, but this ending... <sighs> Right where we started, but more dramatic. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? We watched a 10-minute battle that we didn't know what was happening, and then we also spent 10 minutes to watch how Charles Xavier is going to lose his legs. No. <laughs> we got a mic drop moment of all of a sudden, Wolverine hears fucking beeping, and he's like, 
mechanical beeping or something, and it's like slow motion. It's slow motion, and slow motion could be used for drama when somebody's like running or mm-hmm. trying to do something. But then to also include dialogue, <laughs> I think is a bad choice <laughs> because Wolverine's like, oh no. <laughs> And the Professor X is like, was that Wolverine? What? <laughs> and Wolverine's like, watch out. And then there's a bomb there. And Professor X walks in and he's like, there's a bomb. And we are watching all of this. And like, just do a quick little bit of slow motion. Don't have entire conversations in slow motion. They just found the technology to do slow motion and animation, and they were like, we fucking no, got we it. No, we got to use this. We got to use it. We got to use this. My legs. <laughs> and that's when we get the continue on to next week little thing, like more uh, coming up. And I was like, Which, Fuck. that was the biggest bummer, right? To oh. be continued. No, I don't want more of this. <laughs> that sucks. You dropped this on the worst thing, but thank you so much. <laughs> It was almost an OC moment. Like, I just expected Jason Derulo to come up with, like, because mm, it kept coming back. It kept starting over, and I was like, fuck, this is wild. Um, but it's time for us to go to awards, Ryan. And you know we got to start off with most 90s thing. What do you have? Oh, wow. What an episode. What a 90s episode. I am going to go with um, Mecha Beast. He has so many things attached to him. That's yeah. what the 90s did. Is Just like attach. Give you more lasers, give you more hats, give you more boots. What are you wearing? Two shoes? How about four? <laughs> not enough. Not enough. Mine's very similar because I just have their vision of the future, which is fighting animal robots. <laughs> like every time yeah. there's like different apocalypses, like there's always like, how are robots in the future? And like everybody's always like, for war. And now <laughs> we have yet to have. Why not for robots. like bagging groceries? Yeah. Like now we did, we do have like robots that can fight wars for us, and then we're like, what if they delivered our groceries? Mm-hmm. What if they delivered our packages instead? And like everyone else in the future was like, nah, I bet you it's gonna be sick ass animals. No lasers, <laughs> animals <laughs> with lasers, animals with lasers. It's gonna be crabs. <laughs> um, Caitlin, between yes. our two that are similar, can you pick pick a winner of those? Uh, it's got to be the animal animal robots, man. Animal the robots. Ryan, that's going to go to me. Yeah, I know, Cassie. That's I know that was yours. A point for me. And our next one is going to be best gas blind. I'll start it off because I didn't get to go into detail, but I gasped when I saw Future Storm's outfit. Okay. Future the Storm. Mohawk? The fucking mohawk, the fucking rip off sleeves with ah. the little jagged edges. And she's got like a fucking neck piece thing. Like it's fucking rad as shit. Did we talk about Layla's neck piece thing where she pulled off her necklace oh, and then stabbed cool. that dude in the shoulders? From Moon Knight? It was a moon, by the way. Of course it was by a moon. By the way, it was a, it was a fucking moon. It's like finding all the hidden Mickeys. Yeah! Got all the moons. Cassie, I think you described Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I know Moon Knight. But now picture that more punk rock. That's what Storm was fucking rocking. And I gasped every time she was on screen because it was fucking radical. Is that fucking girl of a fucking mohawk? She's got a fucking mohawk. Still long hair. But mohawk Love flopped it. over. And then she was showing off those arms, of course. Punk mullet? Oh, if you have arms like that, you wear a vest but no shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And then tight. She has Michelle Obama arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does. Like, she's going to let you know, like, I can summon lightning, but I can also fuck you up with these arms. Like, and that's what you need to know. Uh, Ryan, what do you got for best gas Uh Way better than that, Cassie. Um, Wolverine and Storm are in love. Yep. And we're like, all right, Wolverine, you love somebody different every week. And then it pans down to Storm's finger. 
and she has a wedding ring on. They are married, and I Mar- gasped. Married. They did drop that. Like The whole time, they're like, they're obviously together. Like, look at how much they love each other. And then they did do close-up on the rings, and I was like, ooh, spicy. It would never work. It would absolutely <laughs> never work. Are you going to say that at their wedding? Yeah. <laughs> they would just, I would just tell, no, never. And then J-Lo would come out and sing Marry Me. It would be great. How does that song go? Say yes. Marry me. Say yes. Um, Caitlin, uh, which one would you give the point to between those two? It had to be Ryan. With the fucking wedding <laughs> ring. <laughs> Say Damn yes to the rest, the rest of your life. You channeled Marry Me. I'm proud of you for that, Ryan. Um, best use of power. What do you got for that one? Um, at the beginning, where nothing makes sense, <laughs> uh, goateed Magneto, which would also be great for 90s because Magneto has the most 90s facial hair. And just luxurious long white hair for no reason. He's a silver fox. Yeah. Dude, he's rocking it in this episode. <laughs> and it made me realize that we haven't seen Magneto for like 25 episodes. Mm-hmm. He's been gone for a while. Um, he There's something heavy coming on him, and he's like trying to hold it off, and everybody's like, we got to save Magneto. But right when they're about to like help him, he's like, no! And he gives 110% and he throws that shit. Yeah, they're like, here's our leader. He's gonna die. And he was just like, nah, just just keeping it spicy. Get the fuck away from me. Get the, I've totally got this. I can lift this whole mecha beast off me. Uh, my best use of power is our, uh, Storm for releasing the power of those arms and letting us see them. Ah. God, it was... Got, Caitlin, you gotta look up. I'm trying to find a picture of it. It's so fucking good. It's such a good outfit. Anytime you see them with good arms, it's always gotta be a win. It's such a good one. Um, Caitlin, who gets that point? Damn, I wanna go with the arms, but also Magneto throwing everyone off. And just with being, a sexy, hot goatee. Yeah, with a fucking goatee and the white, white blowing hair. All white. Gotta go with Magneto. Sorry, arms. You're also a winner in my heart. It's, it's fine. It's two. It's two weaknesses. You know that teacher arm where you can like jiggle the underarm. Uh, Storm doesn't have that. Never and never will. Um, LVP for that. I obviously I got Wolverine because it's it's God. He didn't. He was just so extra. So much complaining in this one. Like he was. There was a point where he was like, "I'll sacrifice the whole future, all of humanity, because I uh, like if I lose Storm, like that's the worst thing that could ever happen." But the entire episode is Storm being like, "Wolverine, please stop." Acting like yourself. Yeah. And he's always like, I'm sorry, baby. It won't <laughs> happen again. And like, then three seconds later, Rah! she's like, well, You had one job. It was protect this bald man. And you got angry and stormed out, uh, like freaked out on everybody. And now we lost this bald, this bald man. It's like a 90s sitcom with like the hot wife and the fucking idiot husband. The and whole he just time. keeps being a husband. The whole time. That's all it is. And that's why I was like, This is a bad relationship. But here we are. We're here to believe this. Um, so he's my LVP. What do you got, Ryan? I have Professor X and his college friend <laughs> yeah. where they tell a story and they say the story at the same time yes. and then they laugh Fuck about it. Nerd. <laughs> like, this Get the fuck out of here. Like this whole mathematical problem is the funniest joke and it's just this inside joke for them. Like, fuck off. By fuck the way, off. Professor X is standing next to a woman who probably wants to have sex with him. She watches <laughs> them laugh and she's like, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I'm out of here. I would never know. Uh, Caitlin, who gets that point? Uh, it's got to be... It's got to be young, young Professor X. Young Professor X. LVP. All right. Our final award is MVP. Ryan, what do you got for it? (laughs) Okay. So uh, this is a Fitzroy scene with Master Mold. Um, First of all, I wanted to point out that uh, we have never picked Professor X for an MVP. No, he doesn't do anything. And it's not going to happen right now. (laughs) No. Somebody comes up to Master Mold and they're like, "Hey, you, uh, you fried that guy so hard." 
and I don't think he's going to make it. And the Master Mold, which is a giant sentinel making robot, is just like, whatever. And just that that flippant like, whatever. I don't care. That's my MVP. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. It's just whatever. He's a robot. What does he care? You but like you would think that he's a robot, so we just didn't even have time to say whatever. But yeah. no, he wanted to take the time out of his day to be like, whatever. I don't fucking <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, my MVP is, of course, Storm uh, for putting up with Wolverine and looking for fucking Azrat as she did. It's It was a combo for me. Um, Caitlin? It's obviously got to be Storm. Those arms were out. She was there. But she Caitlin, Master Mold. I really thought I got that with Master mm, Mold. Master Mold. He's a really great name. <laughs> All right, Ryan, even though you gave a terrible answer for that one, you did end up winning. It was three to two. Congrats to Ooh. you, I guess. Thank you very much. All right, Ryan. I'm I'm too mad after losing that. Um, I know we have an interview coming up, so can you just can you tell us about the interview? I I need my time. Okay. So Wild Cassie pouts. Thank you. I need my time to pout. I I want to cut to if the, if this is okay with you guys. Um, an interview I did with Jordan and Margot of the Whole Movie Podcast. They started a new season recently. It's all going to be about robots, and uh, we talked for so long. That this is going to be a multi-part interview, but uh, I think in this part they tell me how good I am at podcasting. There's no way that's true. Do, I will have to listen bet? to do this. Do you want to bet? I would love to bet on this. There's no way they tell you that you're a good podcasting boy on this. Okay, tune in and find out. Thank you, Cassie. I am so excited to be here with. I'm sorry. How do you pronounce this, Jordan? <laughs> yeah, that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Jordan Cruciola, who is a writer for Vulture, a podcast superstar. Any other credits that you want me to say right now? You've been with me 20 bucks to say a bunch of nice things to you. Um, no, I think that should. I think that I mean, the podcast didn't cover so much that within that statement that I think that is a I think that is a sufficient introduction. I, a uh, giant uh, Shea Serrano is a giant fan of yours. I, I just recently found that out. It's one of probably my best resume items, honestly. That's pretty cool, man. Chase Serrano is awesome. We have Jordan here. And then we also have Margot Carlson, who I would say greatest accomplishment in life, as far as I know, is just being an absolutely incredible karaoke singer. Not just with show tunes, oh, but with, with all karaoke <laughs> songs. Pshaw. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm Margot. Hello. <laughs> I don't have any other accomplishments. No, no. I was, I was, <laughs> Fuck off. Don't make me start complimenting you I was, and making I, you uncomfortable. I was just leaving a gap there so Margo could compliment me about karaoke, but that's obviously oh, not sorry, going sorry. to happen. So we're just going to move on then. Uh, you guys <laughs> are about to release or have mm-hmm. released a new show called Botcast. Mm-hmm. And this is under the Whole Movie Podcast umbrella. So Jordan, let's start with the Whole Movie Podcast. What is that? Uh, that was, uh, it's a lockdown and I'm deeply unemployed and I'm a really good writer, but a better talker. So how about I teach myself this skill and because I, I can make this on my own and I don't need anybody's permission and, you know, one likes to get paid for things, but I can also just do it by myself for free and had an inroad with uh, two writers that I just followed on Twitter, did not really know them previously in any other way, where we all love uh, a simple favor. And so I DM'd them one day and I was like, would you guys want to do a simple favor specific podcast with me if I did all of the work and all you had to do was show up and talk? And they were like, yeah, that sounds great. And I was like, excellent. So we started doing that. And 
we had planned to just joke that Paul Feig couldn't join us at the end of every episode, but turns out Paul Feig uh, is a very generous man. And we tagged him one time on Twitter before the pod was even up. And he was like, I'd love to, I'd love to be on. So then Paul Feig brought along his screenwriter and his costume designer. And then Blake Lively, I'm not kidding, requested to come on and talk to us. We made the time. So it allowed for a nice little bit of momentum for the whole movie podcast and was like, oh, this is something really fucking fun. So I'm going to keep doing this. And then just um, found more ways to continue podcasting with friends. And it turns out it's um, some of the most fun time I can spend socially is making uh, podcasts about things I love with my favorite people. So it's worked out fabulously well because here I am with Margot. There you go. And uh, so how many episodes, did, this is crazy to me, uh, how many episodes did you do on A Simple Favor? Oh gosh, I think it was 10 total. Uh, that the one movie. Was the finale. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's the Blake episode, the Paul episode, the costume episode, the queerness episode, the screenwriter episode, the genre blending episode. Like there, we went into every avenue of it. This is why it's the whole movie podcast mm. because it's the whole movie. And then uh, season two of that was all about the Neon Demon with two writers, two different writers that I love. And then season three of it is this podcast where we are talking about all things robot in yes, and robot podcast. How forceful did you have to get with Paul Feig when you're just like, we're doing the Neon Demon, Paul. You can't keep showing up to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can't. I we we all know you can't stop talking about the specific movie. No one's seen you talk about it, but we all know it. Um, no, turn him away. Turn away. Turn him away at the door. Most generous and kind, Paul So, Margo, what the hell is the botcast then? So I am um, just like a huge fucking nerd, and in college, <laughs> which <laughs> college which I was recently in, mm. hashtag I'm young. Um, <laughs> Oh, we just lost Margo. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I, in college, I studied film studies and gender studies. And specifically, I my, my thesis that I focused on was how robots in movies are queer and specifically gender queer and what that means and why. Um, and I had a lot of fun writing that thesis. And then since writing it, I've had a lot of fun continuing to think about robots every single day. Um wake up and go to sleep thinking about robots and dream about them when I'm sleeping. And so <laughs> when Margo's I saying I had a great time writing that thesis is one of my favorite things. Margo yeah. Said. Wow. Just like, that's all you need to know about me as a person. You don't Just have to like start it off with. I'm a, I was a fucking nerd. If that's what you're gonna say. <laughs> it's very clear. Um, like the first time I met Jordan, I like cornered her and was like, I have a lot of feelings about robot cinema. And you were like, very shortly thereafter, you were like, do you want to talk about it on microphone? <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very charming that like if that was actually how it went, I'm impressed with myself for you to say like that you cornered me instead of me just like so Jordan monopolized my time immediately after meeting me and then we decided to do something <laughs> together. So if that was how that went, good for me. Good for it me. Was. Great start. It was. I really I held a gun to your head. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am. A okay. willing a willing hostage. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with this. Mm. I'm sorry I have to ask this, but what is a robot? Mm -hmm. Okay. I, this is a very this is a question. very good question. Margo, is this the time when you discuss like robot versus cyborg? Is this where like yeah, yeah, yeah. we haven't so, done we, and, we we need to get into this breakdown? And like an android, and I I'm not sure exactly what the definition is, or more importantly, what your guys' definition is. Like, are there movies that 
you can almost do on your show, but can't because that's not a robot, even though it looks like. Yes. That. I'm going to say our definition go. is Margot's definition. So, <laughs> yes. OK, so I'll launch in. I'll be brief. My feeling is like we're talking about robots in fiction and robots as they exist in our own lives. Roombas, garage, parking lot, uh, door openers and closers. Uh, target self-checkout computers. Those are all, in a sense, robots. Mm-hmm. A computer is a robot. A robot in a movie is generally a robot with a soul or a robot that is being made to do labor. And when a robot is in a movie, the movie is talking a lot about um, what it means to be enslaved or what it means to have a soul and not be treated as someone that has a soul. Um, alternatively, a lot, a lot of times movies with robots in them are talking about, um, like using human actors to talk about how technology is scary and deceptive and, uh, not trustworthy. So in general, it's like what I would describe as a robot is a mechanical, um, a mechanical brain, uh, that is manufactured that is um, adjacent enough to human that the other characters around it are concerned with whether or not it has a soul. Okay. And so that's like, is that, that's a hugely important part then, right? Like if that's not a part of the plot or the theme, then does it really work for your show? Not really. I don't think so. What do you think, Jordan? I, I feel like I would be, I, I feel like for, to not meet those conditions, it feels like we would be rationalizing to put something on the show. Like the the surrounding environment, the 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 robot, the environment surrounding the robot in that con the context would have to be so compelling um around the robot itself if it didn't meet that criteria. It uh that could create like an extraordinary situation, certainly, but like no, I'm 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 with that definition that Margot has provided. And, you know, because there are so many versions of of robot, one must have constraints. I will say, though, like a lot of the robots that I'm going to bring up when we talk about my favorite TV robots Hmm. do not fit this description. Like, I'm so glad we're on. I'm so glad we're here to give for this bonus time. You don't have to do entire shows about these TV robots. So (laughs) that probably makes it easier. now you guys are uh, you guys have eight episodes in this season, right? Mm-hmm. And I, there's a couple of ones like quick hits I wanted to ask. I don't want to spoil anything from this season, but I want to get some quick hits on your thoughts on some of my favorite movie robots mm-hmm. and just what you think. Um, let's start with Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! It was hard for me not to pick this one as the first. Oh episode. my god! I, I literally tried to think of things where Margot would be like, "That's stupid. Move on." And she's no. still like, "No, I love this." Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to come across uh, many robots where that's going to be her reaction. I, here's the one thing I have to say about Bicentennial Man. This is a movie where the, the way that the robot achieves recognition as like an autonomous person with a soul is by developing the ability to impregnate and fuck. Like <laughs> his virility is directly connected to like being seen as as like deserving of human rights. And that to me... Smacks of gender. <laughs> okay. Well, and and you know a and a switch up from the conversation that we're typically having around that exact consideration, which is fembots, and which is female robots, which are considered savable, 
or worthy of empathy or worthy of a designation of humanity, um, oftentimes the more fuckable they are. So, yeah, I mean, like the whole damsel in distress thing doesn't go away just because you're mechanical mm-hmm. or the wanting to. Well, as long as you're hot. Yeah, as long as you're hot. No, yeah. nobody wants to <laughs> yeah, say as a gross woman robot. Yeah, uh, normal, even normal woman robot. Like, there are, <laughs> sorry, you're a normal woman robot. Sean Young is standing right there with Daryl Hannah. I'm sorry, normal woman robot. Like, <laughs> time's up. No one's trying to extend your life. All right, Margo, let's try this. Bumblebee. Jordan will speak to this one. I've never seen it. I love that fucking movie. <laughs> and if you don't start weeping every time his little blue eyes dilate and look at Haley Steinfeld like he's an eager little puppy, then I don't think you have a soul. Bumblebee <laughs> is more human than you. It was so, I'm a Michael Bay apologist. This was not a Michael Bay movie, but I'm a Michael Bay, Michael Bay apologist. I love the Transformers franchise. I personally think <clears throat> even that first Transformers that's like the pinnacle of visual effects we have ever achieved on film. That those are ro- those are real robots. He found them, he brought them here, they acted in the movie, and then they went home and then they came back for sequels. Like that's how fucking real those robots look in the tr- in the Transformers franchise. So by the time we get to Bumblebee, if you are as dedicated a Transformers watcher as I am, bearing in mind the last night is fucking intolerable. I hate that movie. <laughs> um, Bumblebee, you are so attached to Bumblebee, the like closest companion to our hero- heroes and heroines throughout the run of the franchise, and just like sort of the most endearing bot, the most playful bot. When you meet, when you meet B as he's trying to figure out what's going on and he's been basically mind wiped. So he's lost and he's scared and he's sort of searching for a companion to help him like in, in the form of this teenager, Haley Steinfeld. And she is, she is at time. She is the emotional sort of strength for Bumblebee. And you watch him just sort of fumbling his way through kind of getting his legs back in the world. It's too cute. It's too goddamn cute. I love that movie. I love that Bumblebee. He becomes Bumblebee is what you're saying. Plus he, he become he's tender. He is tender B is who he is in that movie. And he can also kill you. But like, again, seriously, every close up on those sweet eyes when they look so, so sad because they're scared or because they're worried they mess something up shatters me, shatters me. Love that movie. If you're a Michael Bay apologist, what about the two robots that star in the film Pain and Gain? I mean, all the robots that star in the film Pain, Pain and Gain was never I know that was oddly that was where people kind of opened up their hearts a bit more to Michael Bay in a way that yeah. was like, you know, but I actually love pain and gain and pain and gain did not speak to me the way it spoke to the consensus. Yeah. But you know, good for everyone involved for apparently that being the one that kind of becomes the exception to the sort of grossness that Michael Bay makes people feel generally that they're very justified in feeling, but That's nobody blows one. shit up like the man. That's true. Uh, okay. One last one before we move on. Uh, documentary, a uh, low budget documentary called chopping mall. Could that be a part of the second oh season? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Chopping mall. Wow. Robot killers are definitely a part of the conversation. Mm. Just because they kill doesn't mean they don't have a soul, Margo. <clears throat> You're right. She didn't say they didn't. <laughs> don't you put words in her mouth? <laughs> no, I'm we just get, we I'm love killer upset. robots. We love killer robots on the podcast. You will, yeah. you will, you know, this won't be a surprise to hear, but you will hear us be discussing Rutger Hauer in the most sympathetic terms. Hal 9000 did nothing wrong. Yeah, Margo's <laughs> Margo's great love, Hal 9000. Absolutely. That hashtag you've been trying to get started forever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so before we get into the TV side of this, because this is a podcast that talks about TV and superheroes, um, sure, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on the just a little state of the union with comic book based stuff right now. Where are you at with it? Are you still loving it? Have you ever loved it, or are you about ready for this page to turn? I fucking love this. Stuff. <laughs> I fucking love this stuff. I don't keep up with like the the CW verse. Um, that's like. I feel like if I, I was never being compelled and I feel like at this point, even if I was, it feels like too high a barrier of entry. Thousands of episodes. Thousands of interconnected. Like, 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 I know exactly yeah. how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are, you are there. And I'm like, well, best of luck, everybody. Yeah. But like, I'm, 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 I'm watching. I'm, I am starting peacemaker. I love the boys. Like I will watch, I will watch the uh, Marvel spinoff shows on Disney plus. I God fuck iron fist but like daredevil <laughs> tolerable jessica jones kicks ass and like the movies keep them coming for the rest of my life i'm in i love it i just I, I do feel like that there's this thing where people who have loved it up in like since it started because this is we'll say 2008 when i was a kid as a diehard marvel guy i was not getting any of this stuff and then <laughs> yeah. the last uh 10 15 years have been very different and people will go every time they will say that i'll like it but then they want it to stop like Margo, where are you with all this stuff? I it's I'm of two minds about it because on the one hand, I think like the engine that is constantly regenerating existing IP for profit without like nurturing new creative voices is um is genuinely capitalist greed. However, <laughs> I also am like very, very passionate about just like the phenomenon of, of adaptation. I think it's one of the coolest things that we have because I think like myth repeats itself and legend repeats itself and uh, and history repeats itself and stories repeat themselves. So I think leaning into that is always really fun. Um, so I like them, but then I'm not like in favor of what they're doing to Hollywood, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it absolutely completely does. Completely legitimate, completely legitimate point. And I you think get, what you get there, I think what you get there, it's important to note that that is a, that's a very, um, that's a very indicative balance of how me and Margo will communicate on our own podcast. <laughs> I'm, I am by all means a very intelligent person, but my response is going to be like, boo, yeah, fuck yeah, bring it on. Fuck and Margo's yes. like, I'm fascinated by the phenomenon of adaptation. I'm like, this is what we <laughs> both bring complimentary in con in discourse to the table yeah and i have to talk about capitalism <laughs> yeah and you should we we should not certainly not in a robot conversation should an episode go by where we're not talking about capitalism <laughs> but i love i love i love spectacle and um i have a disaster movie podcast as well and we recently had a guest on to talk about deep blue sea and she was um talking about how like you know, it clearly very, it clearly is very much wanting to exist in the lineage of like Jurassic Park and Jaws. And it is neither of those movies, <laughs> but she made a great point where she was like, you know, it's like, they like had this idea and they're asking me like, do you want to see incredible things? Boy, do I. And I was Ooh. like, yep, that's me. Do you want to watch incredible things? Boy, do I like, was I generally just like, hmm, Eternals is vibes. Like that was probably <laughs> the Marvel movie that hit the least for me. But even in that, I was like, these vibes are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. So like, this is something that like in an IMAX theater, like act, I will say, I think it is worth noting that 
this is Marvel movies, superhero movies and such. They're not the pinnacle of action. They're not. Um, but they are a version of, of action cinema done to such an extravagant degree. And I think the craft of action cinema itself, the, the ballet, that cinematic ballet, that good action cinema truly is, is not respected as an art in and of itself enough Oscars for stunt people. And so to watch that level of artistry from like the entire army of people that it takes to create the technical spectacles that are superhero films, it is it's fucking spectacular and beyond the imaginations anybody could have, I think beyond the imagination of anybody who tried to conceive of it, even just a generation ago of what you could see in a film. And so for that, for that, I do respect them while bearing in mind also that Margot was absolutely fucking right about how the machine is cannibalizing uh, like a whole generation of artists. So yes. I mean, it's hard to like with Eternals, which I didn't hate as much as everybody did, but it's not my favorite. It was perfectly fine, everyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and right, you, we are at a point now where you can have things look better than you've ever seen anything look and also be fine. Yeah, it, not everything is going to rock your ass off every time for every person. <laughs> I I sometimes think about, are we missing now? Or is there's one less Chloe Zhao type Chloe Zhao movie yeah. because she made The Eternals. Or is there, and regardless of the wealth status of her family and, and who she comes from, is there one more Chloe Zhao movie? Because Chloe Zhao movie just got paid a fucking mint to make The Eternals, and now she can go make however many goddamn nomad lands her heart desires. With an Oscar in one hand and a bag of money in the other. Um, like, I remember when people got pissed the day that Robert Pattinson was cast. The announcement was made, Robert Pattinson being cast as the Batman. It was like, fuck, man, I love Robert Pattinson movies. No, he's making Batman. It's like, I'm sorry, do you think he's retiring after this? Yeah. Like, well, it's like a years-long commitment, you know? It's like, yeah, I'm sure famously weird Hollywood, big swing, make David Cronenberg movies eccentric Robert Pattinson is hanging up his originality streak to go play Batman <laughs> once or something. Like, fuck right off. Also, Matt Reeves's Planet of the Apes trilogy is actually pretty spectacular spectacle cinema. And I don't know, maybe just trust Robert Pattinson and let him go do what he goddamn wants so we can make a hundred more half-lifes with an artist like Claire Denis. Like, I never thought we would get yeah, to a point. I mean, you yourself. also have to think about too is that before that, he was the Twilight guy who nobody ever wanted to see in another movie again. Well, you say that like before that means there wasn't an intervening 10 years between Batman no, and I, like Twilight. I said a decade, a, a decade before that. Okay, because the bef- the idea people like I feel like they're, we're only just now coming to the other side of like the rabbit hole where people will stop saying like Twilight star Kristen Stewart when it's like, guys, <laughs> she <laughs> has been doing independent cinema like her whole career. And she was like in the popular perception, like Twilight Kristen Stewart while she was collaborating with Olivier Assayas and being like one of the most recognized French actor American actresses, like being granted awards by French awards bodies. So like he's been so much fucking weird shit between Twilight ending and now it's like you guys the gravy train's not stopping like he 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 had the brink truck back up to his house as a result of Twilight and I'm sure that's why you get Cosmopolis and Maps to the Stars so like yes I invite a lifetime further of more Maps to the Stars from Robert Pattinson some personal shoppers from Kristen Stewart if every once in a while they're like you know what I'm gonna do cash in okay but Friend, sometimes your brain is like a Wikipedia and I love it Thank when you, you very say, much. When you list things and my brain goes, I don't know what any of those are. <laughs> I And I'm that in your JSTOR, so. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Balance. 
when are we going to get the maps of the stars or the Spencer for Taylor Lautner though? That's what I'm still waiting Thank on. You. Oh my God. You know what? If he can carry it, I would love to see the man make the effort. He I would can. love to see it. All right, guys, we are almost out of time. We're going to go to a segment called Mount Rushmore. To be continued. All right, we're back from that interview. And Ryan, delightful interview. Thank you. I can't wait to listen to more. And I know we got more coming up. How many parts? <laughs> 12. Did you guys like Jordan and Marco at least? Yeah, they're amazing. Uh-huh. And they're really good. And then anybody else? You'd like to talk about? Probably just them. There's always, like, when there's three people on a podcast, there's always one that brings it down a little bit, and it's even the same in interviews, and I'll just let the people who listen to it can decide which one that is for them. Wait, there's three people on this podcast. Yeah, the people can decide. (laughs) You can always decide. Uh, That is all the time we have for this episode, though, so it means it's time to plug things. Ryan, tell us about other shows. Uh, Cassie, do you think... Before next week, when we watch part two, are you going to recommend that Caitlin watches part one or just go into part two? If you watch the first one, nothing is going to make more sense yeah. than if you just so dove why? in. Just so why? It, except for, no, you'll probably still see Badass Storm, so no, just dive right in. Yeah, good. That's the only watch reason to watch it. Yourpopfilter.com is the only website where you can get everything that your pop filter has to offer. Also, yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon is your new bookmark for all of your Amazon shopping and patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. Uh, go there, pick a tier, subscribe, give us a little money. It's not that much money. A little money. A little bit. Like a fair amount of money is what we're it's asking for. It's like a for. couple of coins. A mere pebbles. Mere pebbles. And that's <laughs> all, pebbles. That's we all were we penguins. I would like your pebble, please. Give me your pebbles. Give me your pebbles. Those uh, are our websites. Those are the websites. Caitlin, can you handle the other shows? Yeah. There's some shows. Um, there's one called uh, Movie of the Year. It's where they talk about movies. And right now we're in 1991. That's a, that's a year where there's some ooze. And you should ooze your way right into that. Which episode are you excited about? <laughs> Probably the one about Hook. It's on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's a good podcast that you should listen to. You should also listen to Unnatural 20s, which is one that Cassie and I are on. And it's, it's uh, with also another person on there, too. She's great. And you should listen. That's all you need that's to know about. There you go. There you go. There's three people on it. Listen to it. Thank you for that. Uh, Ryan, you're our social media master. Tell us uh, about social media, bro. God, I know so much about social media. And uh, the two things that I would like to teach you guys about tonight are, one... Instagram. Oh, what's that? At your pop filter. Oh. Right. That's all you need to know. Okay. And then Twitter. Yeah, it's, it's it, going to shock what's you. What's that at going to be? What is, what is it? What is it? At your pop filter. Yeah. You got them both? Oh, uh, yeah. We nailed them. Wow. We, we were early like uh, subscribers, so we have both mm. of those. Wow. I'm so proud of you guys. You're so old, and yet you adapted that so quickly. Thank you, Cassie. You're welcome. We also got an email because we are old. Contact at your pop filter if you prefer that. Wait, email is only for old people? It's only for the olds. Oh, sorry. Should we have a Snapchat? We should have a TikTok. Should we have oh! a MySpace? Yeah, bro, let's have a MySpace. I will, I will code for that. <laughs> I, I will code as the coolest MySpace. background. We got to do it. Also, next week, you guys got to listen because we are going to be talking about, we're talking about, I'm going to go full bartender for this. We're talking about more Riverdale, more Jordan and Margot, and also, guys, four of the show's panelists together again. Can you believe it? This is almost Canadian. This ain't so, Boston. Yeah. No, this is Michigan. <laughs> that, there's nothing Boston about, about it. <laughs> Sorry. 
get the fuck out of here. Sorry. Uh, please join us next week. Thank you. Bye. Wait for Mike. I'm Ryan. <laughs> it's, it's crazy that you picked a accent that only says sorry as sorry. many times as possible. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Sorry. Uh, for Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For Caitlin, I am me. And for me, I am me. Bye, everyone. <laughs>